Hey guys, welcome to episode 111 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I am joined by the answer to your prayers, Ariella Nix. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today I am joined by the answer to your prayers, Ariella Nix. So, how are you doing tonight, girl? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to be chatting with you in this brand new year. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, firstly, how was your vacation there at the tail end of last year? Tell me about oh, that. It was not- yes, it was nice. I went down to Florida to see some family. I know not safe times, but I had a COVID mm-hmm. test before and after yeah. and we didn't really go out too much around people and stuff. And that part of Florida where my dad is isn't too bad. People okay. are actually wearing masks. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. <laughs> you know, but, um, but it was nice. You know, I missed the snowstorm in New York, so I was mm-hmm. happy about that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm from like upstate New York, like Buffalo, New York, the day of Christmas and like the day after Christmas was like a tundra here. It was re- well, at least from Buffalo. I don't know about New York City, but it was literally like a blizzard out there. Like there was uh travel bans and like all of that. It was crazy out there. Oh, Christmas wow. Yeah. No, after. we didn't get it too bad here for Christmas. I think it just rained. I don't even think we got mm-hmm. any snow. So, well, yeah. It's okay, yes. though. Nice weather, though, for Christmas. Can't complain there. For right, you, yeah. Right? It's always nice to have a white Christmas a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, firstly, what are your overall thoughts as we start off this brand new year of 2021? How are you feeling about it all? Um, I got mixed feelings, you know. Yeah. I, just, I hope it gets better than it was in 2020, but I know it's, you know, it's not something that's just going to happen overnight. But I have some good vibes. So I think, you know, by the end of 2021, things will be a lot better than they were in 2020 it's just you know gonna take a little while to get there fingers crossed yes (laughs) now what are some ways that you lifted your spirits during the entire year of 2020 how did you stay positive that year um a lot of little things like you know i just kind of you know realized like i was very lucky a lot of people had it a lot worse off than i am so i was just grateful for the things that i had you know still working a lot of people lost their jobs even though I didn't, you know, I haven't done a, like a match since March, but, you know, I was still able to go to training and stuff like that and keep in touch with people and, mm-hmm. you know, get back into the gym when the gym's opened, you know, like when the weather was nicer, I was going out jogging, you know, so just mm-hmm. different things and doing like little Zoom happy hours with friends, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, just the little things and just remembering it could be so much worse. That is very, very true. It was tough for all of us, but we all found a way to make it work, I think, in our all, all our own special ways, if that makes sense. Yep, agreed. <laughs> now, before we talk wrestling, I know you wanted to be a producer when you grew up, correct? Yep, I did study like producing and broadcasting. Uh-huh. So what drew you to producing, and did you envision yourself producing television, film, or what content did you envision yourself producing? You know, it's funny. Um, I actually wanted to be a producer for WWE. Ah. So that's what made me mm-hmm. study it in college. So mm-hmm. I might not be working for them, but I am working in TV. So I'm halfway there. <laughs> now, what was your favorite course during that time? Because I'm sure that you had to have one or two courses that like felt really special to you and that you didn't hate. Because I know during college, there were some courses I hated. But what was a few that you actually enjoyed? 
Um, I loved my broadcasting classes mm-hmm. where we actually got to like put together like little shows and get to be like in a, you know a small studio. Mm-hmm. So anything with that, I loved because it was actually like hands on and getting to like really get the experience. Now, can you tell me more about what exactly that you what exactly is your experience with producing? I know you have the degree, but you have you actually taken it into effect post college, post degree? Yep. Um. Well. In between, because I do work for NTV now. Okay. Um, basically, gotcha. I'm doing a lot of like the scheduling of like the mm-hmm. pro- the pr- promos that we are producing. I'm the one yeah. that like gets them on air and things like that. And before COVID, I was producing a lot of Facebook live shows for our um, TV station. So I did get to do some producing there. Of course, now with everything mm-hmm. that's been on hold. Yeah. But, so, you know, it's not exactly producing, but doing some at the same time, too, but in the TV field. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think is the most difficult or biggest struggle in producing that most people wouldn't know about? Um, I think like the time consumption, because mm-hmm. it's just, it, like, you know, you see all these things on TV and movies and you don't realize how long it takes to put everything mm-hmm. together, like the editing and, you know, making sure you have the right clips mm-hmm. and making sure everything is synced. And I know I made a joke too that I was like, you know, if you're not high up in TV, you don't get paid that well yeah. either. So that's always, a, you know, it's always a doubtful, but just really just the time consumption. And like, I work with like a lot of producers and getting to see them, like they're so talented and like the hours they put in to get like just even a 30 second spot mm-hmm. together is, you know, like it's a lot of work. So I give them so much credit and, you know, it's worth it at the end when you get to yeah. see it put it together, but it's just the time that puts, you know, that it takes to get everything together. Now, speaking of the amount of time it takes to get stuff together, what is the longest amount of time you've gone without sleep then because you were working on a project for producing? Um, fortunately for me, since like since I'm not doing as much producing, I wouldn't say like for me a lot of sleep, okay. maybe like a day or something. But mm-hmm. for the most part, you know, I'm more, like my position at my job, I'm more nine to five. So okay. I'm lucky that I don't have to be there as long as everybody else. That's good. A consistent sleep schedule is very, yeah. very nice. Right. <laughs> or an attempt at one at least. Fair <laughs> enough. Some some days are off the rails. Some days, you know, you're on track, but it's okay. At least yeah. it's more normal than, um, I guess, like you're not, I don't know how to phrase it you're not as crazy busy with then producing with the scheduling with all that. So yeah, that's good. Now a fun fact though, I think is kind of ironic about you is that you actually said that you hate your voice. So how do you combat that when you're studying or watching yourself back from promos and such? Oh, it's the worst. I'm just like, (laughs) ew, why do I sound like that? (laughs) I don't know. I'll probably do the same thing. Like if you post clips or if I watch this back or listen to it back, I'm going to be like, uh, yeah, I sound hard. I don't know. I always hated my voice, except when I'm sick. When I'm sick and I get really raspy, then I feel like I sound cute. I'm like, I hate my voice. I don't know. I sound weird. I feel like. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just the best. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, when I was first starting out my podcasting, I couldn't stand my voice, but like I had to get used to it because that's what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's just so ironic that you're like in producing and then you were talking about doing like promos and stuff, but then you hate your voice. I totally get it though. Like we all cringe. I feel like we all cringe at ourselves sometimes like watching stuff back, but I just found that so ironic. Right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just never liked it. I don't know. I, it's, you know, like you said, I think we're all just self-critical. Yeah. 
Fair enough. (laughs) Now, upon my research, too, I found a few commonalities between us, which I thought were super, super fun. The first being our mutual love for the great Shawn Michaels. So tell me, what draws you to the amazing Shawn Michaels in particular? Everything. No. Um, Right. He was was the person that got me into wrestling. I remember watching it as a kid with my dad at like four or five years old. And he was like the one I'm like, oh, I like this guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to watch him more. Mm-hmm. And like he was the one that really drew me into the sport, so he'll always be my favorite just for that. <laughs> now, what is your favorite Shawn Michaels era? Is it like the Rockers? Is it late '90s DX Bret Hart? Is it you know when he came back when he was feuding with Triple H? Is it like late Shawn Michaels? What's your favorite Shawn Michaels era? It was probably like the '90s, like after he broke off from the Rockers, okay. and like that heel turn, and just mm-hmm. you know that re- like that cockiness to him and stuff. So I would say that. I mean, they're all been great. Like he's been yeah. great throughout. But if I, I had to choose one, that would be it. Okay, fair enough. Now another thing we have in common is that we are both Scorpios. You were born October 28th. I'm October 26th. Oh yes, girl. Oh, yeah, Scorpio <laughs> sisters. So Ooh. how true do you actually think you live up to some of the Scorpio stereotypes or traits? Do you like see yourself in those, or how all true do you think all of them? Okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm a very <laughs> typical Scorpio. Like I've done a lot of research on it just out of curiosity, <laughs> and I'm just like, um, the only one I would say like. I'm a little more shy than like Scorpios are known for, but at the same time, it's not, it's a half shyness and just half like reserve, like reading mm-hmm. people in the room when I don't know people. It's just like, you know, yeah. all right, let me read everybody first or whatever. So I would say I'm a little more quiet than, you know, the typical Scorpio sometimes, mm-hmm. but I would say I'm one to the T. <laughs> People think that we're like crazy sex addicts, and I personally am not, but like I can totally see like being magnetic and like dark and mysterious sometimes because, like you said, like you like to be more quiet, and I feel like that can be uh taken as like uh mysterious and stuff. So I kind of roll with that part too, but I feel like sometimes we're like miss stereotyped if that makes sense I don't know, yeah to a degree yeah we're just like yeah. known as like hornballs yeah right like, and it's more no. to us there's a reason why we like it it's not just we're <laughs> hornballs <laughs> I agree. Totally agree. (laughs) Now we got to talk about two, one of my favorite shows and yours, the Golden Girls. So tell me about some of your memories with the Golden Girls and why Sophia is your favorite character. Um, I mean, I just think she's like the like a funny mess. Like, I feel like that's gonna be me <laughs> eighty, just like ready to like curse everybody mm-hmm. out. I always have my purse. Like, <laughs> um, I like just grew up watching it. Like, Dorothy reminds me of my grandmother. Yep. Rose reminds me of my mm-hmm. aunt, and I always call them that. So it's like that family connection a little bit mm-hmm. too. So and it's just so well written, and I feel like it's even though it was written thirty five years ago, yeah. it's still like you know relevant to this day. Like a lot of the they're talking about and the episodes are still you know it makes sense in today's society which is crazy but you know I think it's just very well done and oh I could watch I've watched every episode six million times and I still laugh like I'm, and I'm quoting it word for word every episode <laughs> and I'm laughing at myself while I'm quoting it while I'm watching it it's just yeah. like you know enjoy it. how can you not love that shit now how happy are you that betty white survived 2020 can we all just oh. like take a moment of silence to like recognize that because that's incredible i know she's gonna be 99 this I, week i know she's the queen <laughs> love her <laughs> but speaking of golden girls do you have a favorite episode or moment from the series i know there's a lot but is there one or a couple that stand out to you 
I love the dance competition they did, mm-hmm. like the the all night dance, and then with Rose, you could tell it's not yes. Rose, but when she broke out in that dance and she's doing flips and stuff, mm-hmm. that will always be my favorite <laughs> scene because it was just so cute. <laughs> oh, those good times! It's clearly a stunt double, but just to envision that Rose could do all those flips and yeah. stuff was so fucking funny. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> uh, now, the Golden Girls theme song is all about thanking you for your friends for being a pal and a confidant, etc. So who are some of your friends in your real life you are particularly thankful for? Uh, I have so many. Um, I have like a couple of friends from college that mm-hmm. I'm still pretty close to. One of my um, best friends, like I used to, we worked together for like 12 years. And this year is like the first year we haven't worked together. So mm-hmm. grateful for, you know, the, my Scorpio sister. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like I have like a small group that I'm really close to. And it's like, you know, it was like one from college. And then like I met two of his best friends and like all of us are close now. And like the one group is like they love wrestling. And then I have my little other small group that doesn't. So it's like, you know. It's a small click, but I like, you know, I'm grateful for everybody. They've all been so supportive, like with wrestling and everything else. And we've all had each other's back when everybody's going through something. So it's nice just to have, you know, like when I was younger, I knew a lot of people and I still know a lot of people, but you realize who your friends are and stuff like that. So, you know, definitely grateful to see like who's really your friend. You know, you learn that as you get older. Especially, too, when it's not just convenient, like in college, like when you see everybody all the time, it's like after college and after mm-hmm. high school where you're like separated, where, where you'll see who will actually make the effort. I totally, totally get that. Exactly. Yeah. Now, if you could have any person, whether it's a celebrity or someone from the world of wrestling to be your manager for the night, who would you choose and why? Oh, that's interesting. Um... I don't know. Um, the first person that came to my head randomly was Derek Jeter, just because I'm obsessed with him more than anything. I love Derek Jeter. He's like the love of my life. So I would just pick just because like I've never met him and I'm like, I finally yeah. want to meet him. So this is my way of doing it. Uh-huh. So yeah, we'll go with Derek. He's the oh. I love Derek Jeter. Okay, we gotta we gotta talk about this since you brought it up. Yes. Like, are you would you say you're a huge baseball fan or like just during the like Jeter era? Both. Like, okay, I feel okay. like, and I was saying this the other day, because I was like, you know, like, I'm still a Yankee fan, you know, yeah. I still like, keep up with them, but it doesn't feel the same without him, you know? I'm like, I still miss him, you know? It's been five years, and it's just like, I miss him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm... I do go- love the sport, though. You know, like, I do enjoy baseball. I'm still a Yankee girl, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not the same. I know. <laughs> I miss the era where it was, like, Mark Teixeira, you know, Robinson Cano, A-Rod, Jorge Posada, like, Derek right. Jeter. And the only one left is Brett Gardner. And, like, CeCe's retired now. Andy Pettit's retired. Moe's retired. And the only one left we have is Brett Gardner. And it's yeah. so sad. that like <laughs> 98 Yankees. Like, that was mm-hmm. my team. Like, yeah. Tino Martinez. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God. Like that 98 to 2000, even 90, mm-hmm. we'll do 96 to 2000. Yeah. Like that squad was just, that was like the perfect team. And I'm like, I don't know if we'll ever get that again, but I hope so. You I know, mean, I mean, it we, won't have Derek, so it won't be the same. Yeah. But, I know. mean, we got some good people with Aaron Judge, you know, Gardy's still there. And we got, we got some up and comers coming up. But yeah, yeah, I get it. It's like you missed that like team that you grew up with. So I mm-hmm, totally understand. Sure. That. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you could have any band or artist play your entrance out live, who would you choose and why? Um, 
Well, my current song that I use is um, for, by a group called Downstate. So mm-hmm. I guess I would have them sing it live because it's their song. <laughs> um, if I had to just pick like a random person for a random song, it would probably be Eminem just because I love him too. <laughs> that, that's not a surprise. I know you're a big fan of him. Yeah, I love me some Eminem. Now, can, can you actually like rap yourself? How would you rate your rapping skills on a scale of one to ten? Mmm... Probably like a two. I don't think I can rap good. <laughs> you know, but nah. <laughs> Fair enough. We all can't be good at everything. Fair nope. enough. <laughs> now, you are born and raised in the Big Apple, New York City, which is famous for its pizza. So tell me your honest thoughts, though. Do you think New York pizza lives up to the hype surrounding it? Yes, for sure. I put a meme about this the other day, how like <laughs> good pizza and like everything else is just trash. <laughs> but yeah, New York pizza is definitely the best. Besides New York, then in that case, is there any other city on the road you think like compa- comes close to New York pizza that's good? Not necessarily up to the level of New York, but is there a close second you think while you've been on the road or just anywhere you've traveled to where you think has really, really good pizza? Not that I can think of offhand. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think when I was in LA, like I would think like a big city, but I don't know, remember having pizza out there. So okay. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. But yeah, no, fair enough. The way to go. <laughs> fair enough. Now, switching gears here, was there any particular wrestling move that was difficult for you to learn or grasp the first time you learned it back in training? All of them. <laughs> 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 like even my roles, like the first day. Uh-huh. To- learn how to roll and learning how to bump even like the basic stuff Mm -hmm. I was a mess I'm like how did I get here (laughs) but um yeah I mean there's not one specific move that sticks out Mm -hmm. I think just you know like everything is a little bit hard at first Mm -hmm. and you know like I said my first day the roles I couldn't even get them right so (laughs) it's okay well you've definitely done a great job you practice and you improved and now you're excelling so you should be proud Thank you. I try, girl. (laughs) Now, is there any opponent in your tenure as a singles wrestler that you think has challenged you the most inside the ring? If I had to choose, I would like, it's hard to say because I feel like all of them have in different ways. Like I've really been lucky enough to work so many people, but I would say like the first person that came to mind was Chris Statlander. Mm -hmm. Like she's so good. Like I'm lucky I got to work with her a couple Mm -hmm. of times before she got signed you know and like she's so good and I'm like all right I gotta like you know especially that we train Mm -hmm. together at the same school so I'm like all right I gotta get on her level and like really try to do you know as good as I can just you know that way I could be like oh you know she's able to keep up with Chris and stuff like that so like she's the first person that came to mind she's incredible in the ring and so are you so I don't doubt that it was like magic and you guys like (laughs) meshed well together I don't doubt that one bit Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, is there any match stipulation that you'd like to tackle that you haven't yet that you want to kind of try out? Um, I don't know. Hmm. I've done like no DQ and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I don't know. Like I would try different things. I don't know. It, nothing specific came to mind, but. You know, I'm open to almost anything. I'm kind of scared to do a death match, honestly. But anything <laughs> else, scared. I don't want to bleed. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, I would be open to anything, really, that I, you know, there's nothing that I'm thinking of that I would say no mm-hmm. to. You know, depends on the death match, how deathy they want me to get. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. Nothing now, particular. 
answers come to mind. Now, in some of those crazy mat stipulations, what do you think would be your weapon of choice, whether it's a chair, a kendo stick, a table, something really random? What do you think would be your weapon of choice? I like a kendo stick. Those things hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It hurts. Well, it, it's great when you're not on the other side of getting yeah, hit by was, it. Yeah, I can just swing it, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, now we are all about hashtag girl power here on a wrestling gal. So who are some females that particularly inspire or empower you the most? Oh, I don't know. Um, there's so many, like, there's so many talented women mm-hmm. in the business right now. Like, I don't even know where to start. It's just been like, you know, I've been so like, you know, I ma- mentioned Chris earlier, like getting to work with her was amazing. Yeah. Um, trying to think of some women like Davy and I wrestled a few times. She's so good. I hope we get to work her again. Um, one person I adore that I'm sad I never got to work was Candice LeRae. Like she was like mm-hmm. the biggest sweetheart. She's like one of the first people I met like when I started going to indie shows before I even started training. Mm-hmm. And like just seeing her, like, you know, like getting to know her and then like getting to see how much, you know, like how much she's grown and like where she is now in wrestling like she's like the top to me she's the top female in NXT now so like I'm so happy for her and just like I know how hard she's worked so like just getting to see her I'm like like she's an inspiration I feel like she I would say she would be like the biggest one for me definitely she's so versatile too with all like the intergender wrestling she's done you know she's done some crazy stuff with like thumbtacks with the young bucks in that match Mm -hmm. and she's like at the top of the women's division now she can do it all so i definitely have to agree like we stand a versatile queen over here yes for sure (laughs) yeah she deserves the world and more i agree totally now lastly what are some of your personal or professional goals for 2020 21 um really i just hope that things start opening up so i can start wrestling again more mm-hmm. you know i'm doing my first taping since march ah. this weekend so i'm very excited so it's my first match since march that will be airing later on i'll promote it once mm-hmm. i'm announced and stuff like that um but yeah i just really want to like wrestle more like you know my big goal of 2020 was just to really travel and get more yes. places so you know as long as the world can start opening up again you know, that's just like really the main goal. Wrestle as many places with as many people as possible. Fair enough. Now, before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Cool. Um, I have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Ariella Nix, my name. It's very simple. And if anybody wants to support with mer- buying merch, you can go to my website, ariellanix.bigcartel.com. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me, Ariella. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, thank you so much, girl. This is a blast.